What's up? Welcome back to The Rumor Mill. I'm Spencer. And I'm Lexi. And this is your Gen Z guide to pop culture. Mm-hmm. If you are a returning listener or viewer, welcome back. Yes. If you are new, all I can say is welcome to the chaos. Usually, we are breaking down all this entertainment news, which is what we do best. But today, we have a special guest. Yes, I'm so excited. As most of you out there have seen or hopefully have seen, I mean, I, I would think it broke records. Uh, right. Uh, I mean, if anyone's likely to have seen this, it's anyone at this point. It's everyone and everyone. Uh, <laughs> Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story by Ryan Murphy starring Evan Peters. We have one of the most important actors in this show. Uh, the the man who played Christopher Scarver, Furley Mack, is here. Uh, super excited to talk to him. He plays a huge role in the show. He portrays the killer of Dahmer mm-hmm. in prison. Super impactful, super amazing performance. We're going to talk to him all about his onset experiences, how he got into the character, what's next for him. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be so good. I am so excited. He is truly an up and coming star, like a star already. Star. Yeah. And this is really just, I think, going to just yeah. catapult his career into and, new heights. I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer, like, this is a huge a huge serial killer you know he was active between 1978 to 1991 he was dubbed the milwaukee cannibal i mean he had dozens of victims one of the most well-known like mass murderers in history there's been lots of you know versions of his story told i think this is probably the most impressive the one. most impressive the most accurate to us uh you know we're some we're some true crime buffs when we need yeah. to be and uh, this is a pretty recognizable story, but we haven't heard like from a lot of the victims, a lot of the victims' families, um, a lot of the the kind of outside characters like Christopher Scarver, who have huge roles in like Dahmer's life that they took advantage of in the show. Ryan Murphy did a great job as always. Evan Peters and Furley Mack, this rising star, can't wait to talk to him. He is stopping by in three, two, one. Woohoo! Hello, hello. Can you see me? How hello, are you doing? How are you? Good yourself. Good yourself. Good, 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 good. I'm Spencer. And I'm Lexi. It's so good to meet you. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I saw I saw an interview you did. You're the you're the unofficial nephew of uh Bernie Mac. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, just <laughs> in industry-wise. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, phenomenal job in Dahmer, and that's definitely what we want to talk to you about today. And and you're incredible. Like you're one of I think one of the only actors we've talked to. We do a lot of reality stars and people from TMZ and paparazzi, and so uh, as a rising a actor, yeah. yeah, thank you for stopping by. You are phenomenal in Dahmer. Thanks and how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. First and foremost, thanks for having me. Um, but uh, thank you. Uh, I feel really good. Um, you know, it's it's like a a rapper dropping an album or Adele dropping her new album. I kind of, we shot this last year. And so I kind of, you know, I saw a look, a mini clip of it, you know. So I like, oh my God, I think I really... So, so, you know, so the performance, so I got it to, when I saw it, like everybody else saw it, I was just like, yo, I shocked myself. So, yeah, yeah. that's so good. Go. <laughs> well, I mean, as the man who played the man who killed Dahmer, you were a really important part of this show. You know, how does it feel to be a part of the second biggest show on Netflix ever? Like this show broke records. Yeah, uh, we was first for the, for a while. Um, it's, it's like, again, like it's, it. I knew it was going to be a big deal, you know, again, like sh- shooting it last year and uh, Evan Peters just won an Emmy for another project he did. I knew it was, it was going to be a huge deal. I didn't expect it to be like, oh, damn near a billion hours watched and people across the world, not just the country, but the world yeah. reached out to me and sending me messages in, in their language. And I got to translate it, you know, it's, it's, it's very overwhelming 
so you know i can say and it kind of surreal that's so cool that's what cool. a fun like crazy experience to have like cool, yeah crazy life-changing experience and yeah. you know speaking of acting you know you've got acting credits in the tv show empire the movie the united states versus billy holiday and others tell us about how you got your start in acting um funny story uh i started off doing background work um i started doing comedy first oh, okay um in 2012 and uh i decided to i met a com comic told me i had to get like a movie or a tv show under my belt to be a successful comedian so um i decided like a couple years later in 2014 i started to reach out to figure out how to get doing background work so august the 11th of 2014 that's the day robin williams died i started doing background work on ride along too i didn't have no active experience didn't go to school for it dropped out of school at 16 got my ged at 19 so you know this is very freshly new to me so i uh, kind of networked my personality really um, built a lot of relationships with people to the point where a lady, uh, Miss Cassandra Green, reached out to me and uh, told me I should uh, submit for this role on a show called Fatal Attraction. Mm. So I submitted for this role as the lead, and they had already cast before. But the casting director was like, hey, just I keep you in uh, in the loop for future projects, you know, future roles or whatnot. Just stay, you know, stay in tune. I'm like, okay, bet. A couple hours later, she hit me back. She said, hey, I got a um extra apartment role it's an apartment extra role you have lines but you know and i put you in a hotel and you get paid all i heard was hotel you know <laughs> i went out there it was one line it was my first time speaking on a project uh production and the line was smoking a cigarette i don't know matter of fact there you go right there oh, <laughs> that's awesome that was, it. <laughs> that was my first role so from there built a relationship with the production company. They kept calling me back to do other roles, you know, like different, you know, the crime ring nightmare show, like Homicide Hunter and Fatal Attraction, stuff like that. So I did like 10 freaking roles from there. And um, I kind of get built a reel, couldn't get a pro, uh, no representation in Atlanta. So then I moved to, you know, Chicago and kind of started over. And um, after that, I, I ended up homeless in Chicago got discovered next day uh, from the casting director that cast for Empire in Chicago PD. She discovered me and um, the rest is history. I mean, there's more details into that, but yeah. that's kind of how I got my acting start for real. Yeah, that's a crazy experience. And then to see like where you are now, like you're on this rocket ship and like Dahmer's your rocket ship because you're rising. And like, I think like looking ahead at like where you're going to be at this time next year, I think it's really cool to be talking to you now because oh. this is like the beginning, I think. And, you know, cut to the present. When you landed the role of Christopher Scarver, how did that come about? Like, how did the audition process come about for you for this role? I'm going to be honest with you. It was not even a process for real. <laughs> it was um, my manager at the time. My manager, my managers and my agents reached out to the project. Uh, I guess, the, you know, Monster Project. And yeah. he saw, my manager saw a picture of Christopher Scarver. And put my picture side by side and like, yo, this is the guy for it. So they sent me audition tape. I mean, they sent me a size to do the audition, sent them my audition tape and they booked me off the tape. Wow. Wow. Back, it was no director session. Um, it was no process for real. It was like, um, I was the day before my uncle, uh, my uncle had passed away during that time. My great uncle, good, very close to. And I went to Georgia for his funeral. And so, like, the night before his funeral, 
my managers called me and was like, hey, you booked it. And I'm just crying. I'm screaming, like, what? For real? So I'm like, all right, bet. So I, I'm coming back right after my uncle's funeral Wednesday. His funeral was Tuesday. I said, I'll be back in L.A. Wednesday. Went to uh, my uncle's funeral. After my uncle's funeral, they called me and said, hey, we need you in L.A. like now. So wow. I had to find like the first flight to get me from uh, Georgia to L back to LA because I had to be um, on the studios first thing Wednesday morning, you know, because the COVID testing and the whole that process. The whole yeah. So they I, I had to jump right into it. So I wasn't well. I tell people I wasn't uh, one of the actors in the beginning of the whole process. Like you know they casted me like mid episode nine. Wow. wow okay which is like that was right at the tail end yeah yeah i mean yeah, so i got I, I was at the tail end of the production yeah, yeah. and a little background on this this man he is the real man that killed jeffrey dahmer in the columbia correctional institution in 1994 um you know how do you prepare for such a dark role we heard from evan peters that he does a lot of method acting and he's staying in character even months after production for you how do you get in character when this is such a dark role and it's real life uh the thing how i went into um what I, what I did to prepare for this role i didn't go into it as a dark character right mm. you know um it's easy to play a character that killing someone yeah. i did that several times on fatal fatal attraction um however um what was interesting about christopher scarver he uh said that god told him to do it so I wanted to, you know, be more, I wanted to portray more of his relationship with God mm. than of the relationship of him being just a killer. Yeah. So I want so I didn't want I didn't want to be glorified for killing him. I wanted to more so be glorified of believing in um uh, a power, a, a being, a spirit, whatever you whatever you whoever you believe in. Um, but believe that, you know. Um, you do something wrong, you have to pay the piper, right? Yeah. And I felt like, you know, Christopher Scarver truly believed God told him to punish Evan Peters for what he did for all the people that he harmed and the families he destroyed. You know, not just the victims that lost their lives, but the victim's family that's, you know, still, you know, still here. Come, and the research that I, I, I did find on him that None of the victims knew Christopher Scarborough. So oh, I said, wow. oh man, he, he was an assassin. He didn't, he didn't, they didn't pay him to, you know, do this to Evan Peters. So let me lean more towards of his beliefs, right? Yeah. I have a relationship with God. God is is my best friend in, in my whole journey. Carried me out through my whole journey. My 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 career is based off of faith, you know. So I that's something I could relate to. People yeah. question my relationship with God on why I took out, took jumps and made jumps and stepped out on faith. They're like, oh, God don't want you to do that. God wants you to go get a job. But I'm like, that's my relationship with God. You don't don't question my relationship with God. So I didn't I didn't want people to question Christopher Scarver relationship with God. The beautiful yeah. thing about my performance and the feedback I'm getting, no one have said that I came across like, did God really tell him? Or did he? You know, <laughs> like, he was convicted. I, I, he was, yeah. He had a, like a divine intervention. He knew, like going into it, like this was something that like God wanted him to do. And I think that was a cool yeah. angle to play up because it could have easily been swept under the rug. 
Um, and it could have been very easily passed over as, oh, you know, he was yeah. kind of in the right place at the right time. And it would have been a popular decision to, you know, he obviously deserved it. But I think that that's what makes it so different and yeah. why it was such a breakout role for you and why so many people are talking about it is because it was true. Convincing. It, it was, was so like, you, it was, it for was real. compelling and it was believable. And it was like, you watched it and you could, I, I, for me, like the conviction and the belief in God was palpable through the screen. And you could like, just feel like I watched, you know, I was like, I feel like I'm watching Oh, like actual, a documentary or something. Yeah, like a like, documentary right now. Like yeah. the actual Christopher Scarver, like talking to God and feeling God and all of those things. So it was really, really a cool, cool performance to watch. Um, what was your onset experience like working with Evan Peters and the show's creator, Ryan Murphy? Obviously, they're very big names. They're yeah. very talented individuals, each of them in their own right. Um, what was it like to actually get to be on set with them and shoot scenes and do lines and all of the different things? So, so um, I, I didn't get a chance to meet Ryan Murphy. I saw him for the first time in the panel like a week ago. However, um, working with Evan Peters, uh, it was it was an experience, you know, to watch uh, a peer, a colleague, be in his bag, you know. So um, I had no other choice but to really bring it, you know. Yeah. Because so, he, yeah. He, and I'm learning to become, you know, I want to, you know, train myself to be a method actor as well. So I was kind of like in character for the most part, but I, I was also like able to kind of get out of character and speak to the, you know, people. But the day of the filming, and I didn't speak to no one, you know, other than when we was filming. But working with the director, Paris Barkley, um, phenomenal Emmy, primetime Emmy Award winner. Um, he was a phenomenal director. Um, David McMillan Mac that wrote the script. Uh, it, it was It was beautiful because they allowed me to bring this character to life. Um, Evan Peters, um, if you ever go back and watch my scene, watch the scene with him and I, mm -hmm. he, um, it was a fly flying around, right? In the scene. Mm -hmm. It was one take where the fly landed on Evan Peters' head. I'm using my finger as a fly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Diagram. You know, just for the our people in the audience, you know. Yeah. So it's flying around and it landed on his head right here. And then it moved over here. And then it moved right on the center of his nose. Oh my God. Right? Mid scene. So just imagine the scene that that's, that's, that's aired on Netflix right now that a fly was on his nose. This man didn't flinch. He didn't like do nothing. Like he didn't mess up his lines. He did the same exact performance as if like what you guys saw. I'm looking at the scene like, damn, did they edit the fly off his nose and use that take? Because he didn't move, it was yeah. beautiful. And wow. the reason why they was getting his, they was getting his coverage. So the reason why they shot it again, because in my opinion, it was like best, you know, one take. He was he won take that coverage. Yeah, which we all kind of like knocked that shit out quick. I went back and like, yo, did they edit the fly off his nose? The director came from around the uh, video village and was and was like, hey, we got to redo that again. He said, yeah, I know. I got to, the fly wouldn't let me be great, just like that. But in the next <laughs> performing, and the fly was sitting on his nose, I'm trying to say my lines to kind of blow the fly off him. Mm. <laughs> oh, <my> God, <laughs> he punishes evil. You know what I'm saying? And it, the fly would not budge. That was a big-ass fly. But Evan Peters was, uh, I worked with quite a few people in my career, career thus far. And I'm not saying this because it's the number one TV show in the world. 
for number two TV show in the world. But Evan Peter was probably the best or the best actor I've worked with. Wow. That's what, yeah. That's, that's a big Absolutely. deal. Well, and I think I think it's it's pretty like clear from everyone's response. I think with the amount of talent in the show with Nisi and with Evan, I think you did not have trouble fitting in with that club. Yep. Um, and you did a really awesome job. And and speaking of, you know, the real Christopher Scarver, he's still alive today. You know, a lot of people consider him a hero for what he did. Um, and like you said, you know, he told the corrections officer, you know, God told me to do it. You know, Jeffrey Dahmer's dead. Uh, what's your take on the real life actions of the man that you played? How did you feel going into it, knowing that this had really happened and like looking back on what he did, what are your feelings about it? Um, well, I, I try to let people know that um, let's not forget what he did to get into jail. Yeah. You know, he murdered uh, an innocent human being and destroyed their families, you know? And yeah, he did what he did and killed Jeffrey Dahmer and was a hero to those victims, but he's not a hero to the world, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because... Jeffrey Dahmer didn't destroy no one in our families. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I feel like it's okay for the families that, you know, to praise Christopher Scarver for doing what he did, but for the world to look at him as a hero, I'm not per se like agree with it because, you know, I don't want to spark something where people like feel like, oh, well, God told me to do this. If God told Christopher Scarver to do it, God telling me to do it. You know, so that's why I really went the spiritual route on this performance. So I didn't really know too much about it. I'm 30 years old. I didn't really know too much about the Jeffrey Dahmer story to actually working on this production. I did the audition. I looked up Christopher Scarborough, how he looked and what he did. And I found a video of his son, uh, his son's interview. And that was it. So I didn't, I didn't find no footage of him, you know, his voice. You can look him up now. You see so many articles. At the time when we was filming this, it wasn't too many platforms that had, you know, information on Christopher Scarver. So who knows? He probably did this, uh, what he did to Jeffrey Dahmer, a whole completely different way. Yeah. Uh, he probably yeah, went yeah. on a more aggressive. Is it true that you did those things they say you did? Ah, God yeah. told me, you know, he could have did that. So, you know, who knows? I don't. So I went into this more so just my taking my gut and, you know, going about like, hate to say it, if I was in Christopher Scarborough's shoes. shoes. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but uh, going into how I feel about it, you know, I, I, he did what he did. He's doing his time, you know, truly believe that this is what God told him to do. He knew the consequences on doing that. You know, do I call him a hero? No. Do I call him a child of God? I'm not going to disagree with his, you know, his beliefs on what, you know, I'm not going to get into that. But one thing I will say, he is a father that um, that can no longer be in the presence of his son. You know, yeah. so if anything, I, I hope this project um, and this, you know, my performance and bringing light to Christopher Scarver helps Christopher Scarver Jr., you know, in life growing up now, you know, as he take on his journey going forward. You know, I hope this can kind of help him and we can look at him as a hero for still being alive and being mentally stable, knowing that your father 
murder. You know what I'm saying? And they yeah. Talk yeah. yeah. A deeper meaning. Yeah, it's more of a deeper meaning for me. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Dahmer, with as much praise and record breaking that it did, you know, it did get a lot of heat from critics. Uh, You know, even uh, the families of the victims who called out Ryan Murphy for, you know, digging up the past and re-traumatizing them. Some of them called it, quote, careless. Uh, You know, Ryan claims that he did reach out to a lot of the families to see if they wanted to participate and nobody did participate. Um, What's your response to any backlash from the show? Well... I actually was there when Ryan Murphy made that announcement, made that statement about um, reaching out to the victims. Oh, I think he said he reached over out to over 20. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 20, 30 families. Yeah. And um, no one responded. Um, it's public information, right? You know, you it's like you can, you can look it up. Now, it is insensitive for the family members to kind of see that and, and kind of relive that moment, especially if they found some type of healing. But I will say in all the other Dharma projects and documentaries and everything, um, I feel like with this project specifically, um, and I don't want to keep making it about myself, but I feel like I, for the victims to see my performance, I hope that they kind of get some type of receive some type of healing from that. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yo, like it was a brother that was inside that didn't appreciate what he, what this dude did to your family. And he stood up and he didn't know y'all. He didn't, y'all didn't have to pay him. He he did what he felt like we need, what was needed to do. Even yeah. though we know Jeffrey Dahmer deserved the chair. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So the fact that he did it, I understand that, you know, Ryan Murphy, you know, um, did this project, but however, with the media doesn't doesn't really they 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 go halfway on conversations. They don't tell the whole story. Yeah. Not only did Ryan Murphy say, and hopefully I can say this, and I don't get no backlash for saying this. Not only Ryan Murphy did say he reached out to the victims, he also said he wanted to figure out how he can build this park or this that. Um, the, uh, uh, yeah, like a like he was a gonna like donate right? a memorial. A memorial. He actually actually spoke about that as well. How and he would pay for it himself. Wow. Now he said wow. himself. Now I, you know, I don't want to, you know, y'all can air, yeah. but I'm just saying, you know. So and the media didn't put that out. I don't. I don't know if they did or not. I didn't but hear I, about that. I haven't heard that either. But more people was talking about him reaching out to the victims and the victims and feeling, you know, feeling some type of way, feeling careless. But not only that, he still trying. He reached out, and he he's still trying to build yeah. something, or also maybe reach out to him, help you out. You just never know. Versus yeah. you know, that's all. It, it kind of go, you know. It can go either I, well, way. Well, I think but... that's what's so cool about this iteration of it is it's so different from any of the other Dahmer projects or any of a lot of like the serial killer TV shows and biopics and things that you watch because he really did try and make it victim centered after he told Dahmer's story he told the stories of the victims like seeing the the tenants in the apartment sleep together or or even a lot of the later episodes where you know Dahmer was almost more of a like a background character to Glenda Cleveland or yeah Glenda and like yeah to have it be not from the perspective of the serial killer was so refreshing almost because it it was like it was beyond refreshing it yeah. was, it, I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, go for it. No. Go for it. Because it, it was something you, you made me think about. Even from seeing Dahmer's family. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, they had to go through. Mm-hmm. You know, we try to, oh, if this person did this, you want to put this all on the family, but like his his father, my God, his yeah. mother, his grandmother. Yeah. You know, they, his grandmother, what his grandmother had to go through. Uh, yeah. Nobody's nobody's glorifying or, or or praising his grandmother for saving the victim life. Nobody yeah. wants to talk Nobody about that. Nobody wants to talk about that. Yeah, no, that's Nobody's so true. About that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Nobody's talking about uh Ms. White. I can't think never think of Kim is it Kimberly White? Maybe wrong. Uh that plays uh Tony that plays Tony, uh mm-hmm. Tony's mother in the show. Mm-hmm. Rodney, the, the character that plays Tony. I mean Rodney, the actor that plays Tony, his mother show, just showing that side of how a mother losing her son, that have yeah. a disability that she had to deal with from birth. We went, they went all the way back to the birth of her having them. And yeah. you don't already know what she had to deal with since he was a newborn. And then- have never seen that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, we don't, they talk about the, the, the negatives, but let's really look at the most important part. Oh my gosh, I wish you guys was there at the panel when he spoke about, they was talking about episode six, you know, how they, you know, how we was introduced. And I know there's other movies that introduced us to the, to the deaf world. But for me, this was the first project that took me on an experience that made me want to, wanted to get to know more deaf people. Absolutely. You know and like I mean? learn sign language and like get learn involved. Sign language. In that like, I always say, yo, if I ever win a, when I win an award, you know, I want to be able to, you know, do the whole side. Yeah. You know, yeah. no disrespect. I don't really know. I just, you know, I'm an actor. So yeah. 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 I'm back yeah. up and say that because, you know, people jump people will get people will get mad. No, <laughs> no, but yeah, right. no, it's so true. And yeah. it was so, yeah. it was a beautiful, beautiful thing. I think that Dahmer did in the sense that, like you were saying, like it totally took it from the victim's perspective and looked at like the deaf we met people that we've like, never met before absolutely and the victim's families like they're more than just photographs or people that had lives that had communities that had backstories that had you know and then the aftermath of that and you know talking about his father yeah you know, i mean he's even lionel well apparently you know i'm sure you've heard about this lionel Dahmer is considering suing netflix netflix for glamorizing the his family drama in the show what do you think about that? I mean, he wrote a book about his, you know, experience as a dad raising Dahmer. And, you know, we saw a lot of the drama trauma that they went through. What do you think about his response of suing the show? Do you think there's any like actual precedent for that? What do you, what's your take? I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know he was still alive. <laughs> That's <laughs> fair. <laughs> this is my first time hearing this. So I'm like, wait, he's still alive? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Um, oh, excuse me for cussing. I'm sorry. No, uh, you're all go good. for it. Shh, the room and meal. <laughs> um, so um, I feel like, you know, it wasn't glamorized. I don't no. think so. I, I, I spoke I spoke about this uh, on another podcast. I feel like it was very informational. I feel like this brought awareness. Mm. Who, you know what I'm saying? Who are you raising? Mm. Well, not even just that, you know, the things that we pour into our children that can trigger something to make them have a a, a fetish mm. for you get what I'm saying or yeah. just even the family uh or you having Tony per se you know being deaf and going to the club and all that people that's really you know what I'm saying like just want to have a good time and you don't even know it and you just want to go have a good time and have a drink and you know your your drink getting spiked that's going on to this day so yeah, I feel is. like 
this project didn't glamorize anything. It just brought awareness, but not just the 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 can't really get the acronyms right. It brought awareness to like a lot of things All that are still happening today. I mean, to yes, a lot of a lot of communities. A yeah. lot of communities. It brought it brought awareness to a lot of communities, mm -hmm. a lot of races as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it is him trying to sue them. I, I feel like, you know, man. It's probably hey. coming from people around him. They're feeding him things. I highly yeah. doubt he has sat down and watched it from start to finish. I don't know. I didn't right. know he was I still feel alive. Like, I don't feel like it even. He's in his 80s, you know. No, and I don't, I, I don't even, I would even dare say that I don't even think it painted him in a bad light like like you said yeah. i think it was just it was an objective third party of like this is just what happened like we're not it awareness. Him. It, it brought awareness like believe it or not and i would tell him this yo your story is saving generations your story this this by this being brought to the light can save and will save generations Absolutely. because they're we would know now people know now to what to do to their children Mm -hmm. You know, what to teach their children, how to be in their children's lives. You know what I'm saying? So he may, you know, not trying to shame him. People felt, I know a lot of people that felt for him. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? Like, like this, the episode of him, him crying. I think it was in episode 10 of him crying or yeah. just. When he saw his body, up. he had to come like see the body. Even in episode six, when he was, it was a moment where he thought Dahmer was doing, Jeffrey was doing good. Mm. He said, yeah, dad, I got somebody and I'm working. I don't drink as much. And he was choked up, but he was also proud. He was like, I'm not a failure. I'm not a failure mm. as a father. So it's like people and parents are feeling like this to this day. Mm -hmm. Are feeling like this now. Yeah. So if watching this, they can get through the, the gruesomeness. You know what I'm saying? They can also learn from, you know what I'm saying, lying. Mm. So him trying to see what you're going to do with all them. What you're going to do with the money if you win? He ate his Where's it going to go? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, are you going to donate it to the families? Yeah. yeah What's he going to do with it? Yeah. What are we going to do with yeah. it? Yeah. Um, overall, though, the internet has been pretty clear about their love, not only for the show as well as your character, but also for Niecy Nash, who plays Glenda Cleveland, yeah. Dahmer's real life neighbor, who tried to warn authorities for months about his bizarre behavior. Obviously, policing was a hot button issue back then, as it is now. In today's world, do you think that Glenda Cleveland would have been ignored the way that she was back then? Or do you think there would have been a more shift. of a response? Do you think we've learned from the past or do you think we're still kind of stuck? In would her call have been ignored today? Yeah. Um, it's a tough question. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just putting on the spot. It's a tough question. Um, I don't think it would have been ignored. But... I feel like things would have been covered up. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I feel like things would have been covered up, you know. Um, I mean, her car wouldn't have been ignored today, but it it, it was it would have been, been cleaned up. Cleaned up yeah. for sure. Yeah. I mean, like, she made 50, 60. I mean, she the the calls that she made and the warning signs and everything, it's it's like you watch it and you're like yelling at the TV, like, why didn't they see? Like, why didn't they get it? Um, and you know, it's I think partly back then maybe they didn't understand a lot like the police didn't want to get involved or they didn't you right. know with like the the 14 it was year old just, kid it's just it's just guy on guy stuff and it's yeah. like clearly this is a child that's in danger and needs your yeah. help but because it's slightly homoerotic you're afraid to get involved that's ridiculous you know but like but i think today i think you're right i think it would have been addressed but i think it would have been addressed 
in a way that would have kind of cleaned it up, but like made it go away. Um, and I think that they didn't do that with her. And so, you know, we do see in the show, she gets that award, but on the same she's day, the, she's or whatever the, that those awful police officers were given the, oh yeah, officers of the year award after what they did. Which actually that didn't happen. No, that didn't happen. that didn't happen in real life. That, oh was my God, a, that made me so upset. I was yeah. genuinely so angry. I was like, I am going to write a personal letter of complaint. At <laughs> he took point. a little creative license with, with some of that stuff, but it, it, it just hey, made you know, me. In real life, Jeffrey Dahmer got killed first. Then, oh, really? Then Jesse, 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 and yeah. Yeah. He killed Jesse first. I mean, he killed Jeffrey first, then Jesse. Huh, okay. okay see but see it's it's i think that creative license was used it wasn't like overboard on ryan's part and i think that glenda is like the unspoken hero yeah. of the show and she didn't get a lot of the recognition she deserved back then even from the police officers and it's good to see that she's getting it now because like this could still happen you know i yeah. we we've talked about on our show like it kind of seems like the age of serial killers is over just because yeah. we don't watch the news every night and think you know, it's like the so-and-so killers on another rampage. Like we don't see that anymore, but it's probably still right. going on somewhere. Um, you know, but, and I think that this show highlights that and it's going to continue to highlight that because it was just announced that monster has been renewed for a second and third season. Uh, Ryan's going to turn season. it. Yeah. Double. I double didn't know renewal. about the third season. Yep. So he, he's going to turn it. Ryan's going to turn it into an anthology. You know, would you be open to coming back as a new character and working with him again? Of course, of course, I would love to, um, you know, do something really completely, you know, different. I feel like our relationship with Ryan Murphy is definitely, I proved to my, proved to him that I, I can carry a role. I can carry an episode, possibly carry a show. I don't know too many, uh, serial black killers, mm. you know, um, I think there are some. Yeah. I don't know if they would even dig in deep of telling the Christopher Scarver story. Because mm. people want to know more about Christopher Scarver. That's interesting. But, uh, you know, um, who knows? It's, it's, I, I, would, I would love to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would love to where I completely transform again. And when you guys see me, y'all be like, okay. Yeah. This guy is, him and Evan Peters must be long lost brothers. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what Ryan does. He uses like this revolving door of, of actors in these similar projects. So I think that now that we've seen you, hopefully we'll see you again. Um, yeah. And I think that's interesting. Like, let's find these monsters that like, maybe we haven't dug into. Like a lot of people didn't know who Christopher Scarver was. Let's find those people that we can dig into and tell their stories versus doing another project about Ted Bundy. You know what I mean? Like not to like downplay that story. But, oh, no, 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 for sure. But for sure, find the stories we haven't told yet, you know, and I think yeah. Ryan's really good at doing that. I think he can yeah. do it. Who knows? What What if they 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 make me a lead and I'm a whole <laughs> completely different character? Yeah. Why not? You know? Why not? I mean, I would watch. I, amazing, it? Yeah. I didn't know they, they did season three. They do it. Yeah. They got double. Three. Yeah. I knew they was doing anthology. Like that's something I didn't know last year. But I didn't know that it was going to be, you know, that's second amazing. and third. Yeah, that's a yeah. big deal for Netflix. Pretty crazy. Yeah, pretty crazy. Is it going to be like the new America Horror Stories? You think? See, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking something like that, where it's every season is going to take a look at a different monster throughout history and what they've done. So I think there's a lot of room there. Yeah, you, you did tie in some people as well. Like you yeah. did um, John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, that was terrifying. God, man. I know that was horrific watching those scenes too. I was like, I didn't know I was getting two serial killers today, but <laughs> apparently we are. That was cool. How no, it, that, it that was insane. That was that was insane to um, even experience that. Like to yeah. to 
Oh my God, that's crazy. But you know what's so funny though? The guy that played the clown. I don't know if y'all watched 911. I know of it. I know what I know of it. Yeah. So the, the guy that played, what's his name again? John Wayne Dirty. Gacy. Gacy. He's on 911. Mm. Oh, okay. He's a, he was a uh, he's a 911 dispatcher on Lone, Lone Star. Yeah. Okay. So when I saw him in that, it's like, whoa. So when y'all, if you ever get a chance to just watch his performance or see anything else he did, and then to see what he did in this, you'd be like, okay. So it's a lot of things that people are not talking about. One thing I will say, everyone did a phenomenal job acting and bringing these characters to life. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. There was not a single moment that like took me out of it. I feel yeah. like my immersion is so easily lost just because I have such a short attention span. Mm. And for me, like I was just captivated yeah, it was, you were in every it. single second. Yeah. It was so cool. And I think with that in mind, if you had a message, you know, after taking part in the show, if you had a message for any of the victims today, or even if, you know, Christopher Scarver gets wind, you know, what would be your message after taking part in this show to people? Wow, what type of podcast is this? You guys- I like, know, like, like essay, please? Like new paragraph, title, <laughs> citations? It's not, it's not, it's like, these are some good, like, wow, I wasn't expecting. Um, the message I would love to give to, <laughs> I gotta be politically correct. The message I would love to give <laughs> to the victims. And if um, Christopher Christopher Scarver catch win, um, I hope um, my performance does not trigger any uh, trauma. Mm. I hope my performance uh, and this pr pr uh, project in itself um, gives some type of healing to you all. You know, um, I didn't know any, not I didn't know anything about the project, I mean, the story and the victims. When I was reading the articles in the scene, that was my first time reading the articles and knowing what was going on. So that was, that was genuine reactions. So my, my, my heart definitely goes out to the victims and goes out to the family and the family members that are going to grow mm -hmm. and be born from generations from now, you know, they're yeah. going to know about this story and hear about this story. So um, I, I just hope that, you know, you guys find healing and um, I would love to one day meet you, you know, uh, the victims and, and, and be able to, if you have a foundation or anything that's, that, that reach out to family that go, that went through this, or that's going through this, I would love to be a part of anything that you are working on. Well said, well said. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Well, I think, I think there's one thing left to say. I think there's one thing left to say, and that is that in the name of the father, the son, and the Holy ghost. Amen. Amen. Amen to that. <laughs> Yo, you know, it's so funny. Cause I was going to ask you guys, what was your favorite part in my performance? That was it. Oh, I well mean, that was on. it. Right. You kill, you kill a man. And then like, you got to recite that. I mean, I was like, in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Amen. There it is. Wow. There it is. I have goosebumps. <laughs> I'm like fangirling right now. <laughs> that was so cool. Well, thank you I'm so, so much for, for being on here. Thank you so much for having me and being the first actor. You know, you guys, like, you know what, what Lisa Man said in less than a minute. It says when you're the first to do something, you carry that title for the, for the rest of your life. So thank you, man. There you go. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. We it's can't wait to see where you go. I it's think it's been an absolute pleasure. Yes, you got a big future. Have my number. Let's politic. Next project I'm working on, bring me through. We got you. We got you. We'll talk soon. And I have more actor friends too. I have more actor friends too. So if you see anybody I'm connected with, if you, I may know, just let me know. We can, you know, send them over. All right. All right. Thank awesome. you. Have a good one. Thank, Thank you so much. much. All right. <laughs> see ya. See ya. Have a good one. 
that was truly incredible. Like that was a good interview. What an amazing human. I'm sorry. Like I'm just like fangirling right now. Like that was so fantastic. Lexi has a new celebrity crush. <laughs> I really do. I'm like, we have this guy's number, right? <laughs> okay. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning into our show. We are the Rumor Mill again. My name is Lexi. I'm Spencer, and thank you to Furley for stopping by. Truly, can't just, wait to see what's next for him. Oh God, he's gonna yeah. go so far. That was Hit so. Hit the cool. plugs. Hit the plugs. Um, if you'd like to see more of us, you can find us on Instagram at the Rumor Mill Pod. You can find us on Twitter at TRM Updates. You can find us on TikTok at the Rumor Mill, and you can find us on YouTube and Spotify. And don't forget, we drop new episodes every Friday. Like Lexi said, you can find us wherever you get your pod or you can watch on YouTube or Spotify at The Rumor Mill. We cover all the latest entertainment news going on and we will see you next week. See you next week.